Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Alrighty, that's what I'm talking about. Hour number three of our radio program. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Clay Harbor, former NFL tight end. He's going to stop by 20 minutes from now. He does a lot of work in Chicago covering the Bears, so he's going to stop by. We'll get his two cents on what's going on with the Bears. Will Justin Fields stay, or will he be shown the door? Is Caleb Williams going to be their next uh, quarterback? And then, if, 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 if Caleb Williams is the next quarterback of the Bears, what does that do for the long-term future of DJ Moore, who has voiced his support and then some behind Justin Fields? And is this the beginning of the end of DJ Moore's time in the Windy City. So we'll have a lot to talk about with Clay Harbor 20 minutes from now. I want to tackle two things here. One is what Sean McDermott said. The other is what Brian Gutekunst had to say. So Sean McDermott did an interview the other day, and it was a long-featured piece. And in the article, he did say that it's not a matter of if the Bills will win a Super Bowl. It's just a matter of when. And he said that to Tim Graham of The Athletic. Now, when you hear that at first, I do think some people are going to push back and they're going to say, well, why should we believe you? Why are you the right guy to get the Bills over the hump? Clearly, you and Brandon Bean have been able to build a successful team, um, but there's been a limitation, and the farthest you guys have gone is to an AFC championship game. And ever since getting to that AFC championship game the following year, you blew it with 13 seconds to go. And that's attributed to the biggest culprit being Sean McDermott. The year after that, the Bengals blew you out in the divisional round in your building. And then this year, you won a playoff game up against the Steelers. You had another opportunity to beat the Chiefs and you couldn't get the job done. So I totally understand when people roll their eyes And they go, all right, McDermott. But I'm actually going to defend the Buffalo Bills here for a second. And I'm going to draw one comparison to a team of the past that had a similar road to the Buffalo Bills. 
where they had a great quarterback, and obviously Peyton Manning is a better all-time quarterback than what Josh Allen is now. But Josh Allen has, for the last few years, been a top-three quarterback in the league. And early on in the career of Peyton Manning with Tony Dungy, they couldn't beat the New England Patriots. They lost to them twice in the playoffs. And you looked at those Colts teams, they lost in a wild-card round. They lost in a conference championship game. They lost back-to-back years in a divisional round. And that was a stretch over four years. And then, even when they were down big in the AFC Championship game in their own building to New England, they found a way to get it done. Now, those are some incredibly talented teams in Indianapolis. And it all started with the quarterback in number 18. And you had, um, defensively, a Hall of Famer in Dwight Freeney. We all know how great Bob Sanders was. And you look at the offense. You had a legendary wide receiver in uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Reggie Wayne, who will be a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you would think, uh, hopefully soon. So there was great talent on those Colts teams. You know, Jeff Saturday was a tremendous offense alignment at the center position. Um, You know, you could just go on and on and on. So I don't think the Bills are more talented than those Colts teams, but it is similar where you have a great quarterback, you have a good offensive line, You know, James Cook was giving you something in the run game. And now you look at a team that it's a mental roadblock of can you get the job done? And after being close for so many years, can you eventually do what the Colts did? And that was beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship game and then beat the Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl. And ultimately, I do think the answer to that question is going to rely on Stephon Diggs. Because Stephon Diggs had some sort of issue in Buffalo the last year. And I know they downplayed it. But down the stretch of the season, he did not play good. Like, he was not playing good football. His last 100-yard game was like, what, week five or week six? And he didn't have a touchdown since, like, Thanksgiving. So, Stephon Diggs is going to be a major piece to this. But I will push back to people slamming McDermott today, and trust me, In week one, I was saying Sean McDermott should be fired. And I was saying Jim Harbaugh should be the next coach of the Bills. Or they should go make a run at Bill Belichick if he's let go in New England, which we all know he was. So I have not been someone that just has always give the benefit of the doubt to the Buffalo Bills and have just let them off the hook. I've acknowledged their deficiencies. I understand their weaknesses. But it's not impossible to get over the hump. And all it takes is one year. And I know Peyton Manning is a top five quarterback of all time. And Josh Allen has showed he could be a great quarterback. I'm not ready to rank him amongst the all-time greats because that conversation is way too premature. Buffalo has to make some changes. Buffalo has to get better on the defensive side of the ball. But you look back at that Colts team that won a championship, you know, you had a decent one-two punch in the run game. You had two great wide receivers. You had an all-time great quarterback. You had a great offensive line. And defensively, this is the part that gets lost. They made timely stops, and they were really damn good in that postseason. And they got hot in the second half of that season. And that's what kind of has to happen here with Buffalo. Yeah, you're going to need to go get another wide receiver. Gabe Davis, in all likelihood, is going to leave via free agency. You need Stephon Diggs to get back to being the old Stephon Diggs. Dalton Kincaid looked like a plus at the end of the season. James Cook took a big jump here in year number two with more opportunity. 
So you need another offensive weapon. I fully acknowledge that. You're losing Gabe Davis. You need to go get someone that's better than Gabe Davis. And that's not a knock or a slight on Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is a solid wide receiver. You know, he had some big touchdown catches. Obviously, he had four of them in that 13-second game where you blew it up against Kansas City. But Buffalo is a team that, yes, they shouldn't get the benefit of the doubt. You shouldn't believe in them. But I don't think it's impossible in the next three years for them to win a Super Bowl. But if they're going to win a Super Bowl, it's going to happen in the next three years. Like If they don't get this done in the next three years, you're going to have a big regime change coming up sooner rather than later, where Josh Allen isn't going anywhere, number 17, but others will. Like 14 will be gone, the coach will be gone, and they're going to have to be some big changes. But you look at those Colts teams, once again, lost in the wild card round, lost in the conference championship game, lost in the divisional round, lost in the divisional round. And then they ended up getting to a Super Bowl and winning that Super Bowl. But let's just say if they didn't win that Super Bowl that year, you know, after that, they were still a playoff team, lost the division round, lost the wild card round. You had Dungy walk away. Caldwell lost that playoff, uh, that Super Bowl to the Saints um, where you had the Tracy Porter interception and they lost the wild card round. And then you had to see Peyton Manning with the whole injury, go to Denver. You had luck and then they failed. Uh, Andrew Luck because Ryan Grigson couldn't keep him healthy. But there's a chance. And you could have a team that's been there for seven, eight years that eventually punches through, but they need to punch through within the next three years, or I don't think then they'll win a Super Bowl with this group because this group will look a, a totally different. I didn't think about that until today. You know, I had my workout. I saw the quote, and then I was thinking about it because my first instinct was, Man, how could you be so confident? Especially when two years ago, and I said this to Brandon Bean's face on the show, I didn't like that they said it wasn't Super Bowl or bust because that was laughable to me. We all knew that two years ago it was Super Bowl or bust for the Buffalo Bills. And then this past year, I think they changed that approach because remember they had that picture of the Lombardi in their practice facility. And now you have the coach who knows his 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 ass is on the hot seat. He knows that. He knows his tuchus is... Uh, is right on the hot seat, and it's right near to the fire. And I think he's going to try to go out swinging here. And maybe this gives a little bit more confidence to that team. But the Bills need to be who the Colts were of the early 2000s. That team that was close, 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 close. Can't get by Belichick. Can't uh, get past Brady. You know, now the Bills, they can't get past Reed. They can't get past Mahomes. And maybe one day it will eventually happen. And all Buffalo needs is just for it to happen one time. Because it's not like the Bills are some dynasty that they have this rich history of winning Super Bowls. They're known for the team that got to four straight Super Bowls and lost them in back-to-back-to-back-to-back seasons. So there's my one kind of uh, optimistic take about the Bills that I was not expecting today. Now, Brian Gutekunst was asked, do you think you could win it all next season? And he said that he believes that they can in the Green Bay Packers. Now, I guess you could still weasel your way out of that answer, right? Because a lot of people are probably going to listen to this and say, oh, well, what did you expect him to say? Did you think he would say no? But how many times do your coaches or general managers do go, do you think you have a Super Bowl team and a coach or a GM, they give the answer of, you know, we have a lot of belief on what we have in this organization, but we're just focused one day at a time. Yeah. So I, I respect Gutekunst, right? At least from what we've read. I haven't heard it yet. It's only what I've read. 
And sometimes things sound differently than the way that they actually read. But I, I do respect Gutekun saying that they could win a Super Bowl next year. Do you think they could take that, that step? You're in an NFC. Like, if they were in the AFC, I would say no. But you're in an NFC that's open. The Niners have been there close the last few years, have been able to get the job done. You have chemistry problems uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Rams are in a good spot. Um, the Seahawks, I don't love their quarterback situation. The Lions aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, we don't know who the Vikings quarterback is going to be. The South, I don't think anyone expects any of those teams in the NFC South to be Super Bowl contenders. So, like, you, you look around the lay of the land in the NFC, I don't think it's crazy to say that the Packers can get to a Super Bowl next year and and win a Super Bowl. I don't think that's crazy. Now, I'm not saying it's likely, but the Green Bay Packers are a team that down the stretch, they showed you that Jordan Love is the dude. Now it's how do you build the rest of that team? And, you know, Watson, when healthy, is a good wide receiver. I like Romeo Dobbs. You could probably use another pass catcher. And, you know, Bakhtiari's going bye-bye. He'll wind up with Rodgers with the Jets. Um, Elton Jenkins, he has to stay healthy, but he's a versatile offense alignment. Defensively, their defense can be improved. Now, their defense did a kick-ass job uh, against the Cowboys. That They did. They, they made that Cowboys offense look fraudulent. You know, you're, you're probably going to lose, you would think, Jair Alexander this offseason. Um, so there, there's got to be made some improvements, but I think the Packers next year are a team that you look at and I would say you probably expect them to be second in that division. If the Lions are maybe, I don't want to say reading your press clippings because that just sounds so antiquated, but you get the point. If the Lions maybe have a little hubris this year and they take a step back, like maybe they could contend for the division. But this team was 9-8 and eight last year. I think now you have to show sustained success and minor improvement. A good year for the Packers next year, I think, is what? They were 9-8 and eight this past year. They made it to the second round of the playoffs. I think if they go 10-7 and seven, or they go 11-6, and six, Packers fans will be doing somersaults in the streets. If they could get to an NFC Championship game, I think they'd be doing the worm, like a fat guy doing the worm in the street. It would just be a state of euphoria. And you know fat guys shouldn't do, do the worm. But I think Green Bay is ready to take that next step. I think they can be a team that's on a short list of Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. But when I say that, it doesn't mean that I'm fully expecting it. Like, I'll put it this way. Next year, do you have more confidence in the Packers or this team? Just say uh, the Packers or, or the team that I'm going to give you. For still. sure. The Dallas Cowboys. Packers or the Cowboys? Packers. I, I agree with you. Packers or the Eagles? Close, but I go Packers. I would go Packers, too, because I, I fear about the Eagles' chemistry problems. Um, Packers or Lions? Honestly, Packers. Really? Yeah. More it's than close. Detroit? I, I do, yes. Wow. I think Detroit might have gone like a high off of like, you know, Dan Campbell mm-hmm. and all of that. Had a great year. I think there could be, you know, some you regression. You think there's going to be a come down? Just a little bit. Okay. I would take the Lions. Uh, Packers or Vikings? Packers. I, I don't know who the Vikings quarterback is. If it's Kirk Cousins and they keep Justin Jefferson, that might change. And if they, you know, mm-hmm. fill Help. some holes in free agency, then maybe I'll go Vikings, but I'll go Packers right now. Packers or Tampa Bay, assuming they keep Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans? Still Packers. Uh, let's say the Falcons get Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields. Would you go Packers or the Falcons? 
That's interesting. Um, if they get a quarterback, I might go Falcons. Like, but if they get Kirk Cousins. If they get Kirk Cousins, I'll go Falcons. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you that. Packers or 49ers? 49ers still. Packers or Rams? Packers. Wow. Yeah. I would go with the Rams. McVay, Stafford, Donald, Cup, Puka Nakua as well. Uh, Packers or Seahawks? Packers. Okay. I would go Packers too. I like them. And I think that the fact that they have – I think Jordan Love was really good this year, and I think there's – an chance that he could be even better this upcoming season. They're a top five Super Bowl contender entering next season in the NFC. I mean, they almost beat the 49ers. Let's not forget in the divisional round. Like, they fought the 49ers tooth and nail and almost beat them. And And if if they won, they could have easily been a Super Bowl team. And if Love was a little bit more mature on the field I'm talking about, had a little bit more experience, maybe he doesn't throw that ball across his body and they settle for that field goal and they get that game to overtime. Um, that could have been a, a possibility too. Yeah, I would say right now the teams that are better than the Packers entering next season, 49ers, Rams, I'm talking about in the NFC, the Lions, and then I think like the Eagles and Packers are tied, but right now because I don't trust the Eagles locker room, I would go the Packers. I think right now with the t- way the teams are currently constructed, and a lot could change. Like you said, Atlanta go gets Kirk Cousins, that could change the conversation. Um, I would say that the Packers on paper to me, they feel like the fourth best team in the NFC. And that throws them on a short list of Super Bowl contenders inside the NFC. All righty, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll tap into the Chicago Bears scene next with former NFL tight end Clay Harbour. This is Zach Gelb show right here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All righty. We keep on talking about the Chicago Bears. What's going to happen? Is Justin Fields about to get traded? Are they taking Caleb Williams? DJ Moore keeps on saying Justin Fields is the guy. So how will that relationship work when they trade Justin Fields and then they take Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick if, in fact, that's the way that it happened? So, Let's uh, go to Chicago right now. We'll tap in with the guy that covers the Chicago Bears, played in the NFL for a bunch of seasons, and that is uh, Clay Harbor, who we were hanging out with at the Super Bowl, and he's kind enough to join us once again on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Clay, appreciate the time. How you been, my man? I'm good, man. It's actually a beautiful day in Chicago. I just took a walk around the lakefront. 
really nice out there. It's like 65 degrees. We don't get that much at this time of year. But the crazy thing is tomorrow is going to be 25. Hey. We got a 40-degree jump from today, well, subtraction from today to tomorrow. So was just outside enjoying it. And obviously, uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about with the Bears. What are they going to do with the first pick? Obviously, they got the ninth pick as well. And will they get some capital if they do decide to trade Justin Fields? Yeah, that's how I get sick. When the weather is at 65 degrees and then it goes down into the 20s or the 30s that quickly, I always get a cold the next day instantly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what happens, man. It's that change of temperature. But I've been doing something, Zach. It's called deliberate cold exposure. It's when you go into the cold tub. You make sure that you get that cold, those cold shock proteins, a bunch of dopamine release, some epinephrine, really good. So it actually gets you more used to the cold weather. And I've been noticing, I've been getting sick. So maybe you should try the cold plunge. Wow. How about that? Well, what are you going to recommend next to me? Ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers, Clay Harbor? Oh, these are two different things, man. <laughs> this, this sauna, steam room, and the cold plunge. Those are the three things I do along with working out and cardio, but the cold plunge is great. Gotcha. Alrighty. What do you think the bears are going to do with this number one overall pick? What do I think they're going to do? I think they're going to draft Caleb Williams and I think they're going to trade Justin Fields. I mean, all the, all the talk has been, you know, around Chicago, obviously, what are they going to do here? But the consensus is, and obviously nobody's talking to Ryan Poles. He's even said today in his interviews at the combine, I'm open to things. I haven't heard much. It would take a big deal like we got last year for me to even think about passing up on a pick. But in my opinion, I think they go with Caleb Williams. You, you heard Matt Eberflus today talking about what are the traits that he likes in a quarterback. And Ryan Poles even alluded to it as well. They like a guy that is good situationally, good in third down, good in two minute and good in the fourth quarter. And Justin Fields has typically not been good in a lot of those scenarios. He'll make this flash play here or there, and he'll show flashes. But in those situations that both the head coach and the GM alluded to today, that is not his strength. And who knows, maybe bringing in Shane Waldron, a guy that Matt Eberflew said, one of the reasons we brought him in is because how he's been able to handle quarterbacks. He spoke about how he had a long talk with Pete Carroll about Waldron. And Pete Carroll had nothing but great things to say about Waldron and how he's able to mold a quarterback into a good spot and how he's able to change his offense to what suits the quarterback's abilities. Obviously, Fields has some great abilities that not typical quarterbacks have. So I think Waldron would be a good guy for Fields because he knows how to make the, the most out of his quarterback. Obviously, what we saw him do with Geno Smith, taking him from the, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, to lead in the league in completion percentage in a pro bowler. So I noticed that you said, what do I think they will do? And you just gave that answer. Do you think that's what they should do, Clay Harbor? Because that's a, a different uh, question there. I'm with Peter King, man. I know you saw that, that Peter King yeah. article back talking about he thinks they should trade down and get a ton of pieces to this franchise, including maybe nine draft picks for this one pick is what Peter King said. And I've been seeing the same things. If you trade down to two, do not think there's going to be somebody else that sees Jaden Daniels or, or sees some, you know, that Drake may fell in love with him. They want to trade up and get him. Okay. Then you could trade down to three, four, five, six, Peter King said seven, and you could get a haul for these picks for this one pick. You have a serviceable quarterback. And if you make this trade, you could really change your franchise 
forever. And obviously some people are saying, well, hey, you know, what is Caleb Williams? You know, he might be the next Patrick Mahomes. I think he's more of a Kyler Murray type quarterback. He may be better than Justin Fields, but it's not Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams, in my opinion. It's Justin Fields and the seven picks. Justin Fields and potentially Marvin Harrison Jr. Justin Fields and potentially Brock Bauer, Romo Dunze. Justin Fields and potentially all these picks versus Caleb Williams, a guy that hasn't thrown a pass in the NFL. And to me, that's still a coin flip. So when I take all that into factor, I'm not saying Fields is better than Williams. I'm saying for your team, this is a team sport. Obviously, the team is ran by the quarterback. But for the team, I think that just keeping Justin Fields, trading this pick, and getting that haul would be best long-term for the Chicago Bears. Talking to Clay Harbor right now. Uh, so DJ Moore has made it abundantly clear that he wants Justin Fields as this quarterback. Let's <laughs> yeah. say if it goes the road, and you know how lo- locker rooms work, where Caleb Williams is coming in and DJ Moore has voiced all of his support behind Justin Fields and then Fields gets traded. Is that relationship going to be rocky? And with two years left on the deal, is selecting Caleb Williams and trading Fields the beginning of the end to DJ Moore's tenure with the Chicago Bears, in your opinion? I don't think it'll be a rocky a rocky relationship between Caleb because DJ Moore, I've gotten a chance to meet him and Everybody else that knows him, i got friends on the Bears. I've, I've covered these guys. Everybody knows DJ Moore is a class act, and he is just a stand-up dude, and he is a true professional. He's going to go out there, and he's going to work his tail off like he did with Justin this year, out there watching training camp. They're out there early. They're staying late to get on the same page. He's going to do the same thing with Caleb, but to, to me, I don't think that he's he wants to go back to a rookie quarterback. He has a guy that he had a career year with, that he knows what to expect, that can create plays, that he, he really found a special bond with, even on and off the field, this connection that they got. And now he, want, he doesn't want to start all over, build that rapport all over again. He sees Justin Fields, a guy that can win games, and like they did down the stretch. Obviously, there was a couple close ones they lost, but and a guy that can get him the ball. So, in my opinion, if Caleb Williams comes out, he works his tail off. He shows he's going to do the thing that Justin Fields does, if they pick him and he gets on the same page with DJ, then I think, okay, problem solved. But if he comes out, he's not working. You know, he expects things to be given to him. He comes out, he's not playing well. And obviously he's a rookie. There's a good chance he isn't coming here and set the world on fire. I mean, how many rookies, obviously we're looking at CJ Stroud last year, but before him, how many rookies come out and have great years? It's just not something that typically happens because it's just such a tough jump. So if he comes out, they're not on the same page. They're struggling to form that bond. Yeah, DJ's probably going to be a little ticked off. He said, we had Justin Fields here. We had a connection. We could win games with him. You saw us down the stretch when we started We started really playing well. So for me, if that happens, I could see some problems happening. Talking to Clay Harbor right now, wrap it up with the former NFL tight end. So I heard that polls said they haven't made a decision yet. I kind of roll my eyes. I think they got to know at this point, and it's all – a leverage uh, point. I'm with you. I think they end up trading fields and they take Williams with the number one overall pick. Do you buy that they haven't made up their mind yet? The only reason I do buy it is because I don't think it's just coach speak when polls and, and Eberflus are talking about they need the guy to be a fit to the culture. They do have a culture, and Kevin Warren, the president that comes in, speaks about it as well. They want a, a typical, a specific, excuse me, type of guy in this team, in this locker room, a guy that's a leader. 
a guy that's going to take uh, responsibility for himself, a guy that's going to be able to take criticism, a guy that's going to be able to build off of everything, even when you have mistakes. And they haven't met Caleb Williams yet. So if this meeting at the combine, they're going to have their first meeting with Caleb. They bring him in the room. The Bears like to play golf in darts and get him on the board, watch a little bit of their tape, whatever. If he bombs his first meeting, then they bring him on a top 30 visit to Chicago. Okay, maybe let's give him a second chance. And they really don't hit it off there. And maybe you see him a little bit more on the pro day. You don't hit it off there. If he's not the type of guy you want in the locker room, I could see him even trading the one and going for a Drake May type player. I could mm. see him trading from one to three, even if you think Jaden Daniels could be your guy. So I don't think it is 100% Caleb Williams right now because these guys really do care about character and the type of person you are. And to me, I know that matters to them. I think that Caleb Williams will have his, you know, his, his eyes dotted and his T's crossed and will come in there and have a good interview, you know, all from all intents and purposes. I've heard good things about the kid. I know he's one of those guys. It's like a superstar type player, but I've heard good things and I think they'll like him. But if they don't, if he bombs this interview, I think that still matters. So that's why I think they maybe haven't made up their mind yet. Wrap it up with Clay Harbor. So Williams has a higher ceiling than Justin Fields. Do you think Drake May or Jaden Daniels have a higher ceiling than Justin Fields? I think I think Jaden Daniels is, is a Justin Fields type player. I think I see a lot of him in Jaden Daniels. Fields and Daniels are, are very similar. And I think Fields can can still get better. And the one thing you got to remember is Fields is only 24 years old still. I mean, I know he's like Caleb Williams is 22, but a lot of these guys – are still yelling. Fields is 24. Like there's guys still living in their mom's basement at 24. Justin Fields is starting quarterback for Chicago Bears. This guy still has a big ceiling here. He hasn't reached it yet. He's 24. I know it's a, it's a crazy to think because he's been in the league for three years, but yes, but I really like Drake May, the size, the speed. I mean, people sit talking about his athleticism. This, I mean, this guy's ran for 1500 yards the last two years. I mean, he's a, he's a big guy that can run. He's got that typical size. He's got a bigger arm than Daniels. I really like May. I haven't done a ton of film study on him yet, but just my initial viewing of May versus Daniels, I've done some on Williams, but I think May would be that next level guy that I could see the Bears going for. Wrap it up with Clay Harbor joins us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. I want to ask you an Eagles question, but before we do that, uh, when you look at Justin Fields' next team, if it goes the way that we're thinking this is going to go, that Fields is going to get traded, the Bears take Williams at one. Where do you kind of look into that crystal ball and see Justin Fields quarterback in a team next year? Yeah, I think there's there's a few different scenarios that I think would make sense for him. And I, you know, I start to look at it and I go, okay, what makes sense? I think that the Steelers make sense. I think the, the Patriots, if they don't draft a quarterback, make sense. I think uh, the Falcons, to me, the Falcons, he's the hometown kid. He's from Atlanta. They need a quarterback. Are they going to stick with Desmond Ritter? The Raiders, maybe? Uh, no, they got Luke Getze. The Patriots, if they don't take the Steelers, uh, Broncos, are the Broncos a possibility? I don't think they're sticking with Russ. I know they got him on the books for all that money, but I don't think they're sticking with him. So Yeah, Sean Payton doesn't like him, so he's gone. Uh, Russell no. Wilson's gone. We all know that. Exactly. And then you got the Falcons, but the Falcons had the chance to draft him back in the day, and they didn't take him. Yeah, they took Pets, yeah. the Steelers. Yeah, I think the Steelers are the team that he could end up with. You put him with a coach like Tomlin, a guy who has a structure, who knows how to, to really reach his players in that system. They're still winning games with Kenny Pickett somehow, who's thrown 13 touchdowns and 13 picks in his career. 
who Fields is, I can honestly say, a much better quarterback in than an L. Fields hasn't played great. I'm not one of those guys that are just delusional and thinks that Fields has played great since he's been in the league, but he is better than Kenny Pickett. So if you put Fields in that situation, you could do a lot of things with the run game. I think Tomlin is a guy, he had Big Ben, mobile quarterback that could just win, big dude. I think Pittsburgh would make a lot of sense. Is the Eagles locker room cooked? Can they recover from what happened down the stretch of the final two months of the season? I think so. I ran into a lot of those guys down at the Super Bowl, Zach. I I was able to talk with Jordan Mailata for a while, Jason Kelsey. I was able to see uh, Zach Ertz, obviously, isn't isn't an Eagle anymore, but I was able to run into a lot of the guys. And Sirianni still has got that locker room. When I was on the Eagles, we had a similar situation. And people say, Nick Sirianni's done. He can't keep this locker room. I was on the Eagles. We lost eight straight games here. Andy Reid got fired. We still loved Andy Reid. We still went out and played our hearts out for Andy Reid. I don't think that's the problem. I don't think these guys have given up on Nick Sirianni. What I think the problem was, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. And obviously, Sirianni didn't have a big a big uh, you know, situation there when he is the overseer, right? So he's not calling plays on offense. He's not calling plays on defense. Now I think he's got a better group of guys in there to call plays for him. And those guys are important, man. I think he did a good job with the hirings, and I think they're going to have a better system there. I think Jalen Hurst took a little bit of a step back. He had a few injuries. But I think you still got the core there of a good team. So with these new coordinators, I think you can really count the Eagles back as one of the top, well, upper tier, a playoff team in the NFC still. I know that you know Jason Kelsey well. Is he done? Is he retiring? Because that's the way that it feels like. It feels like he is, and I know he's going to have a bright future on TV, uh, calling games, and he's just such a great player. He was a guy that, you know, obviously I played with for three years in Philadelphia, enjoyed my time with Kelsey. He's an unbelievable guy. If he is retired, I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. But I'd love to see him come back for one more year. I know Shaq's talking about, Take a page out of my book and learn from me. Shaq, when you were when you were still playing, you were the 10th the guy on the bench, barely getting up and down the floor. Jason Kelsey is still a pro bowler. He is still getting the job done. He's not a guy that isn't playing well still. He's still playing at a high level. His body still feels good. He's still very mobile. He's still pulling as a center. You couldn't tell me, like, I'm watching film. I don't know if that guy's been in the league for 13 years. So for me, I think he should come back, but I don't think he will just because he's got so much going on with his podcast, you know, this media stuff. He's going to crush it there, but I would love to see Kelsey back for a a goodbye tour. One more thing, and then we'll let you run, Clay Harbor. Eberflus. A lot of Bears fans wanted Jim Harbaugh. They retained Matt Eberflus as the coach. There were some other potential candidates as well that fans were clamoring for. Uh, what does Eberflus do, you being a, a former player that you like, that makes you think, okay, he could be the long-term coach of the Bears if you think that? I loved what he did with the defense in the second half of the year. When he took over the play calling, he really adjusted his scheme to the players. And I think that's a big part about what coaches can do. Can you adjust your scheme to players? Being the year, he just wanted to rush four and you know, kind of sit back. And he realized that we can't get to the quarterback with four. Even when Montez Sweat came in, he helped a lot, but Eberflus started. He started seeing some dime. He started seeing a lot more nickel. Got dime. Got a bunch of defensive backs on the field, and he did such a good job of calling plays in the last seven games. The Bears were arguably the top one of the top five defenses in the NFL. This team has everybody coming back on defense. 
TJ Edwards had a really good year. Montez Sweat, you get me one more good pass rusher in free agency or the draft. I really like how Kyler Gordon improved. You sign Jalen Johnson or get him on the franchise tag. Tyreek Stevenson had four picks. He did a good job. We got to find a safety for Eddie Jackson with him departing and releasing him for obviously cap reasons. Jaquan Brisker, I think, is a really good, strong safety. So overall, this defense, to me, is a bright spot. Are, are they making a play for, for a running back like Saquon, uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, Derrick Henry? Are, are they making a play for a big-time back this offseason? I don't see that happening. I I think I see them keeping Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert, two guys that, that they really like, that are locker room guys or are guys that, that, that really uh, fit the scheme that they run. I think you'll see them add maybe a third, fourth, fifth round draft pick, mm-hmm. maybe a second tier guy and in, in free agency. But I don't think, I don't think that they're going to go for one of the big time running backs that you see in free agency. He is Clay Harbor for NFL tight end. Clay, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for jumping on board with us. You'll be well. Appreciate it, Zach. Thanks, man. You got it. There he is, Clay Harbor. Enjoyed our time hanging out with him at the Super Bowl the last two years. Does a great job covering uh, the NFL and is never afraid to give an opinion. Really good stuff there with Clay. All righty, let's take a break. I know we're up against it. We'll come on back. Three QBs whose team needs to add a wide receiver this offseason. Update time first. Let's send it over to Rich Ackerman. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All righty, Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio, wrapping up shop on a Tuesday. I just saw from PFF Brad, Brad Spielberg, who is the uh, cap analyst, the cap expert for PFF, uh, the projected contract, according to Brad, for Saquon Barkley. I'll give you the years here. It's a three-year deal. Stu, take a guess here. Three-year deal for Saquon Barkley. It's a projected contract from PFF Brad. How many million a year do you think it is for Saquon Barkley? Oh, boy, 10? 12.3 million a year, but only 20.1 guaranteed. Like, I felt like last year we were talking about with Saquon four at like 12 and a half. Like like four for 50, 55 million, and we're in that ballpark range of anywhere between 25 to 28 guaranteed. And now, 20.1 million guaranteed. Hey, uh, trust me, a lot of people, uh, including yours truly, would take 20.1 million guaranteed. But to see that's where it is now for Saquon, would he sign that with the Giants? And that's my point with Saquon. 
you just went through some tough negotiations last year with the Giants, and you didn't get a deal done. If the Bears offer you like a mil, like thirty-seven point eight million instead of thirty-six point eight million, or if it's the Texans or the Ravens or the Cowboys, do you take that deal out of principle, even if it's only a million dollars more, or do you go back to the Giants? And that's a big reason why I think Saquon's going to be out with the Giants. The Giants may get him for a cheaper price this year than they did last year. And I think that would be a tough pill for Saquon to swallow. So that's why I believe Saquon will wind up somewhere else after uh, this offseason does go down in a few weeks. Now, three quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, who teams need to go out and add a wide receiver this year. It has been made clear now from the Raiders and also from the Vikings. They are not trading Justin Jefferson. They are not trading Devontae Adams. Uh, Mike Evans is going to be made available. That could be a potential uh, play. Calvin Ridley going to be made available as well. You could also have these teams either stay put for one of them in the draft or you try to move up and get a wide receiver or you wait to the second round because there's a lot of good wide receivers in this draft. Uh, You know the big names. Roma Dunze, the guy that I think is the best player in the draft, and Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Malik Neighbors. You have the Oregon wide receiver. Ladd McConkie is also uh, good out of Georgia. Like, there's a lot of good wide receivers here. And you go on and on and on. This is a deep wide receiving draft class. But three quarterbacks whose team needs to add a wide receiver, the young quarterbacks, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Now, we'll see what happens with Michael Pittman. Uh, Michael Pittman's been good. Uh, I was high on Michael Pittman coming out of USC. Uh, He has been solid. Um, I think he's like an in-between, a number one, a number two wide receiver. I don't think he's a number two necessarily, but I don't think he is a top 10 wide receiver in the league. I think he's like a one and a half wide receiver in this league. For the Colts, though, you go get a pass catcher here. I I think that like you go get a Malik Neighbors or a Roma Dunze, and maybe you, you move up in the draft. That could be a big play, or I don't know if Brock Bowers is going to fall, but maybe end up taking a tight end in Brock Bowers because that's an extension, basically, of a wide receiver now with how the tight end position is played. So the Colts definitely need to go get Anthony Richardson, another wide receiver. The Arizona Cardinals, you're sitting at four. You're praying that it's quarterback, 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 one, two, three. Man, I sound like Charlie Casserly there. Anytime I say quarterback now, like, that's how Charlie Castle used to be on NFL Network. You know, they got to go draft a quarterback. Ugh. I, for some reason, that's just in my brain, quarterback, to say it how Charlie Castle used to say it. But that's how the Cardinals need to be praying. That it's quarterback, 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 one, two, three, in the Bears taking Williams, the uh, number two pick being either May or Daniels to the Commanders and the Patriots taking whoever's left between May or Daniels. If that's the case, you then get the best non-quarterback in the draft, who is, and once again, quarterback, uh, which would be Marvin Harrison Jr. And that would be great for Kyler Murray. And then finally, it's the Houston Texans. Now, the Texans traded away their first-round pick to the Cardinals, so they could get Will Anderson. You have Nico Collins, who is good, but I wouldn't say, and I've been higher on Nico Collins than most, uh, we talked to him a bunch throughout the years, and I think he's a good wide receiver. You saw it this year at nearly 1,300 yards receiving. 
I think he's a good number two that has potential one upside like he displayed this year, but you need another wide receiver. So whether that's through free agency or the draft, that's a different question. I, I would love Mike Evans with the Texans. I think that would be great. You could put Mike Evans with Nico Collins and CJ Stroud. Hello. That would be really fun to watch. All righty. That is a Tuesday edition of the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Um, I will be back tomorrow, and it's the last show I'm going to do for the week. Not ever, just for the week. Uh, going to Puerto Rico on Thursday and Friday, and then we'll get back to the normal five-day-a-week schedule, getting some vacation time in last week and getting some vacation time in this week after the craziness of the NFL season. Uh, we will have Robin Lundberg filling in for me on Thursday. Good to get Robin back in the mix here at CBS Sports Radio. And then on Friday will be Amy Lawrence. So pumped for Amy, uh, to, who does a great job in the overnights, to be filling in here at 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, noon to 3 p.m. Pacific. But I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Eric Eager is going to stop by from the Combine. He's going to join us. Uh, we will have a Winkler Wednesday as well. So Bart Winkler will be stopping by. And I saw Bart earlier tweeting about spring training baseball. I had to knock some sense into his cabeza and just say, stop tweeting about uh, spring training baseball. And uh, we may have another surprise potentially for tomorrow as well. So great job by Ryan Botcher. Great job by Carlos Ortiz and also Stuart Kovacs as well. Each and every one of you. Thank you so much for listening to the program and interacting with us. Big thanks to Clay Harbor. Big thanks to Ben Lieber. And that will do it for us on a Tuesday. We will talk to you manana at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 